Good morning, guys. Welcome to the last week of Summit. Proud of those that are the strong, right? The few and the proud. Hey, um, seriously, though, I, I appreciate you uh, sticking with us and uh, spending several weeks purposing to get up early and be in God's Word and, uh, and to challenge each other. And it's really, it's been a great blessing for me to be a part of the group I'm in and uh, to be, be able to participate to participate by being up here. So uh, I thank you for making an effort to do that. Hey, I don't know about you, but um, I'm going to just be uh, honest with you. When I read Matthew 27 uh, this week, you know, I read it, and it's a passage that, if we're honest, um, has such familiarity to us. You know, we read it, and uh, we c- perhaps we're, we're tempted to just kind of think of the the crucifixion, and then Matthew 28, the, the resurrection, as um, you know, as a, just a, a history lesson, right? Or, we, or when we think about the crucifixion, or if I share with you, hey, you know that Jesus Christ died for you? It, we hear that so often, we're kind of like, yep, and we can nod to that. And, and we can, theologically, we can agree with that. Um, but I think, you know, it, it, sometimes it, it loses its punch, it loses, uh, that message loses its power because we're familiar with it. You know, we um, see crosses around people's necks, right? We see crosses in, in uh, places of worship, in stores we visit. Even those who, who don't even hold to what we believe theologically perhaps will wear a cross or have a tattoo of a cross. And, um, and so what I wanted to do this morning is do something a little different. And I, I will warn you, th- this is one of those things that um, you're going to watch, and it takes your breath away. And, um, and I felt like it, it would be good to return to uh, a movie clip that I imagine most of us have seen. And uh, it's one that I re-watched uh, yesterday. And when I watched it, I just go, man, uh, it, is, it is my fault. I am as guilty as the soldier who put the nails in Christ's hands. And it overwhelmed me. And I want you not to listen from me, um, but I want you to watch this. And, uh, and then I want you to spend about a minute in just silence. And then I'll come back up here. Well, guys, it's, it's more than just a theological idea. It's more than just a history lesson. It's more than just a story. It's everything. I mean, it's, it's everything. And if we really, really believe that Jesus Christ, the very Son of God, died on that cross and rose again, it commands a response from each of us. If we really, really believe, as my Good friend John McGee said as we studied this text yesterday, it's a game changer. <laughs> it changes everything. And that's Paul's argument in 1 Corinthians 15. He goes, hey, without the resurrection, we of all men are most to be pitied. We're fools. We're fools. We're wasting our time. And so my hope this morning was, was to grab your attention. 
and was to remind you that at any moment, at any moment, the thing that struck me was that at any moment, you know, Christ could have said, you know what, I'm done. The soldier that mocked him, the rabbi that walked by, you know, it, it would, just stuns me if he didn't just go, okay, you know what, okay, that's it, I'm, I'm done. You know, I'm going to get down off this cross, I'm going to show you who I am, and we're going, to, we're going to end this thing. And as I watched that, I just sat there and I go, oh, the miracle is that he chose to stay there. And the Bible teaches it wasn't the Roman soldiers necessarily that, that drove the nails into his hands. The Bible teaches, gang, is that we are just as guilty. We drove the nails into his hands. And that he went to that cross for you and for me. It's more than a theological idea. It's more than a history lesson. It's a truth, gang, that should impact Every area of our life. So I know you prepared faithfully this morning to discuss your homework. And I trust you'll have a great discussion around that. But also just want to challenge in your groups this morning to, to think about three things. And if you don't have time in your groups to, to do this um, later this week. But this is what I just lived with uh, all day yesterday just thinking about. And the first one is, how would you answer, or how would you fill in the blank here? Because Jesus Christ died and rose again, I believe. How does that shape your beliefs? What do you believe differently now? What sets your beliefs apart from your neighbor or coworker who doesn't know the Lord? Has the truth and the reality of Christ's sacrifice and His death and His resurrection, have you even taken the time yet to understand how it should change your beliefs? But just spend time just saying, in light of His death and His resurrection, I now believe, fill in the blank. Your answer could be as simple as, I now believe that I can have relationship with the Father who is in heaven. I now believe that there's hope for life after death. The next thing I want you to think about is, because Jesus Christ died and rose again, I can. What can you do differently? You know that the Bible teaches that those of us who have placed our hope and our faith in Christ and His sacrifice, that the Spirit of God now dwells within you. You are now the temple of God. And His Spirit does not reside in some geographical location in one place like He did in the Old Testament. But instead, He lives in your heart and you are to represent Him. And Scripture teaches, based, by, based on His death and His resurrection, you can live differently. You can do something today that is altogether different than those who don't know Him. You can come boldly before the throne of grace and ask God's forgiveness. You can come boldly before the throne of grace and pray 
and know that your prayers are heard. You can forgive and seek reconciliation in ways that this world doesn't understand. You can overcome temptation and live victoriously over sin. And I could go on. And then finally, because Jesus Christ died and rose again, I will. I will. See, I don't know how you can watch that and not think to yourself, okay, I've got to reevaluate my life. I met with a man just this week, and I loved his honesty. We sat right out there in those rocking chairs for two hours. And he said to me, Blake, here's the thing. All my life, I thought I believed it. And now I'm recognizing that if I really, really, this is the way he spoke, if I really, really, really believe it, then my life would be different. I mean, if I really believed it, then I wouldn't keep doing this. So now I'm recognizing even though I thought I believed it, I didn't really, really believe it. And he's saying, there's changes I need to make. And he referenced Matthew, uh, one of the parables, we're studying Matthew 25, where it talks about the, the parable of the, of the talents. And he goes, all the t- my talents, they're buried in my front yard. And I'm scared what God's going to ask me to do. And I said, you know what's so fun about this? I get a front row seat to watching the Holy Spirit just wear you out. And that's what we should all be feeling. How will we live differently? What are we keeping back? It's more than a theological idea. It's more than a history lesson. It's a game changer. It's everything we stake our life on. And it should have implications for all that we think, say, and do. And it commands everything from us. We can't just simply walk away. And I'm not crazy enough to believe that everyone in this room has yet to understand or accepted Christ as their one and only Savior. And gang, I would just ask you, don't leave here this morning. Don't leave the study this morning without talking to someone, your group leader, me, somebody, and saying, hey man, I need to figure this out. Because as we studied last week, there will be a day where we will give an account for what we did with Jesus. That's just the reality. That's just the reality. And the thing that held Christ there were not the nails. What held Christ on that cross is His love for you and me. That's what held his hands to that cross. No matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, no matter how many times you've done it, his resurrection tells us that there's hope, there's grace, there's forgiveness. And it tells us that the things we're chasing after are worthless in comparison to seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness. It should affect everything we do. You could take note of these scriptures right here that I'm uh, 
that are on here. 1 Corinthians 15 and Romans 8, just to prompt your thinking as you think through, how should your beliefs be different? Galatians 5 through 6 and Philippians 3 through 4. What can you do differently now? Ephesians 4 and 6 and Colossians 3 and 4. What will you do differently? All right? Hey, gang, it's a privilege to lock arms with you over these past several weeks. Come together as men and to ask ourselves each and every week, hey, how are we living differently in light of this truth? I hope it's more than just a Bible study for you. I hope it's a game changer. Let's pray. Lord in heaven, I thank you for the very fact that I could even just open my mouth, say a prayer, and know with great assurance that you hear me. And that, Father, you accept our prayers, not based on anything I have done, but, Lord, solely based on what has been done for me through your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray for the hearts of all of us in this room. Lord, help us to be honest before you, to get rid of the garbage in our lives. Lord, just to expose it and to bring it into the light. That, Father, we would not put any idols ahead of you. But, Lord, we'd deal with our sin. That, Father, we would steward our lives in such a way, Lord, that we really believe in the one who gave his life and rose again. Lord, we love you. And may our lives, as Romans 12 say, be a living sacrifice as an expression of our thanks. And it's in your Son's name we pray. Amen.